You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. You're tuned into the We Are Better Men podcast. My name is Leyland Dieno. Um, as I've talked about, I do go to church. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy of faith. Uh, something interesting happened in the sermon today. A young, young pastor came up. Um, and and I, I think that this applies, you know, I do convey a pretty secular message uh, on the podcast, you know, because I've, you know, I have friends of, of all faiths, uh, you know, agnostic, atheist, um, you know, our group coaching program doesn't, you know, there's nothing faith-based of it. So I just want to set that up so that you know that there's no requirement and I'm not trying to promote um um, any faith. I just know what my faith has done for me in my life. But um, anyways, what happened was, you know, this this young pastor came up and, and he did this sermon on uh, on a more of a, a psychology class he took in college than than really uh, anything faith faith based. But it it reiterated this thing I've read about um, in terms of the four main parenting styles that kind of exist. So what they've done is over all these years they've done studies on on the on these kind of four pillared type of parenting styles. And statistically what the outcomes look like for the children that are parented in those styles. Uh what's super interesting is that you know we this podcast is obviously it was birthed from No Deadbeat Society, which is a a, a brand and a movement to to encourage fathers. But then we kind of branched off with this podcast so that it could it could speak more to masculinity. Um, and yeah, there's fatherhood and aspects of parenting in it. But, you know, we deal with, with guys that are stepdads, guys that just had shitty dads growing up. Like, it's not really for fathers. And I think that this, that's what it's important to say that before I get into this, because I think is, you know, when we talk about fatherhood, you know, 90% of what we talk about is reflecting on the types of fathers we had as 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 boys, and now that we're men, um, and how it shaped who we are, and then of course that can that can shape how you parent um, or the type of parent you are. But it's it's just as important to to dive in and and uh, and work through some of that from your childhood. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of I'm going to list off these four types. I'm going to explain them a little bit as as I perceive them, and then talk about the outcomes. So the the four we'll start with uh, the first type. Um, the first type of parenting they refer to as the authoritarian parenting. Now, what that is, is author- authoritarian parenting is exactly what it sounds like. It is parenting where you have strict guidelines, strict rules, um, st- and strict objectives for children. And if they don't meet those objectives, there's punishment. Um, you know, for a lot of us growing up in, uh, the, you know, you're born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, like I was, 80s. I want to date myself. Um, you know, a lot of parents were like this. A lot of parents had very strict rules for us. Um, and some of them, when you think back now, they seem crazy. But that's that was the times or, or that was who the who the parents were. Um, and they're still authoritarian parents, 100%. We see it every day. Um, and those are the types of parents that, you know, you know, you got your kid in grade four or something and he's not getting straight A's, he's getting in trouble or, or you're holding, holding him very account- accountable to achieving a lot at a young age. Um, so that's authoritarian parenting. Uh, what they say about authoritarian parenting is that 
Uh, children of authoritarian parents are at a higher risk of developing self-esteem problems because their opinions aren't valued. So if they, if a child grows up, just, you know, this is what I have to do. If I don't do that, it, it, you know, I'm not pleasing these people. I'm not going to be loved by these people. It causes psychological damage. Um, uh, the next one is permissive parenting. So permissive parenting is those parents. We all see these parents, those parents that would prefer to be the best friend of their child than their parent. Um, there's no, you know, studies prove over and over. You can read about this. It's super interesting. It's, it's, uh, there's no value to being, to being a permissive parent. The, what, what I found through coaching guys where, where it really gets tough with this is if you're a weekend dad or you see your kids every other weekend, or you're in a really tough situation custody wise, it's often hard to discipline or to be responsible in that way with your children because you only see them for a certain amount of time. What you have to figure out is you have to figure out how you do it. You still have to be a responsible parent and an authority figure in their life. Um, Permissive parenting uh, is is doing nothing but damage in in my perception. Um, you know the, the the statistics say that kids who grew up with permissive parents are more likely to struggle academically. They may exhibit more behavioral problems as they don't appreciate authority or rules, and they all they often have so uh, sorry have low self esteem and may report a lot of sadness. It's just it's it, you feel like in the moment you need to be your kid's best friend, but remember that you're their parent. That's kind of how I'd. Let's summarize that. Uh, uninvolved parenting. So unin- this is the next one, third one. Uninvolved parents give children a lot of freedom and generally stay out of the way. So this is, you know, permissive is, is those umbrella parents that, that feel like they need to smother their children and wrap them in bubble, bubble wrap when they go out and let them do whatever they want, buy them whatever they can, even if that means sacrificing money for the household, where an uninvolved parent is just like, that's my kid. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, th- this... There's aspects of this that happen all the time because if you're somewhere in the middle, you'll often see parents that are like, oh, why are you like, you know, your kid just fell. Let him get up and handle it himself. Well, you know, there's psychologically they've proven that kids have needs uh, when they're when they're young. And and those needs are often because, you know, especially in the very young stages where they can't communicate, the, the only emotion that a child really feels is whether or not they're being responded to. Something just happened that's making me feel not great. I'm crying. Was I responded to? So it's something to think about. You know, there is value to let, you know, let your kid figure things out. You know, let them have a group of friends. Let them get into card games that they want. I say that because Pokemons or cards are all over my house. Um, and stay away and back off. You know, like, you know let them do their thing. Uh, let them feel out sports and play the sports that they want or the or ac- academic activities or whatever the case may be and and back off a little bit you know it doesn't mean don't get to know his teachers definitely get to know their teachers and get to know your your daughter or son's friends uh, their parents and things like that but but stay a little bit out of the relationship that's kind of how I perceive that uninvolved parenting is uh, is pretty much the complete opposite so the, the statistically what they say is children with Children with uninvolved parents are likely to struggle with self-esteem. They tend to perform poorly in school and they exhibit frequent behavior problems. Um, there's a, you know, a lot of damage and we know that through looking at studying children that grow up even in the foster care system or, or who are adopted out that that, that uninvolvement can, can do a lot of damage. Um, the last one that I'll, uh, that I'll talk about is uh, authoritative discipline. So... 
authoritative discipline is kind of that happy medium that we really should all strive for. And, and we can't really justify not striving for that in 2020 as we approach it because we have so much knowledge of, of the psychological impact of different things and different happenings and different behaviors to children over the course of time as they grow up into adults that, you know, we, you need to focus on utilizing that knowledge because that, that we're evolving as, as a, as beings where, you know, we're getting smarter. Science is, is giving us data. So why would we not leverage it? We leverage data in every other way. So it would be ignorant to not leverage data in parenting. Um, authoritative discipline is basically you're, you're, you love your child, you lean in, you're there for them as much as you can be. But at the same time, you don't lose track or lose sight of the fact that you're the authority in the in the relationship. You're the parent, and in those early years, your responsibility is their well-being, and that means raising them with some authority. Um, statistically, they say that children are raised with authoritative discipline t- tend to be happy and successful. They're also mo- more likely to be good at making decisions and evaluating safety risks on their own. So, I mean, naturally, you could tell if you, as you were listening to this, where this was going to head. There's a medium that you have to hit. But data shows, st- statistics show, the psychology of the st- statistics show that that medium is where we should be at, right in the middle. Um, and I think, but what I think is really important is to think back, uh, is to think back to your own childhood. What type of parents did you have, or parent, or lack of? What, you know, how did that shape who you became? Think about it. And, you know, I, I like to write things down. That's what I do now. I'll write, I'll write down specific things that remind me or make me think why this is how I feel about it and about my past and then kind of dive into it because it's not, it's not too late to, to start working through those things. And if you do find yourself kind of re, recycling or, or cycling through that, that behavior, um, there's, there's always ch- a chance and opportunity to, to get, to get better and, and do better for you, both yourself and your kids. And if you're not a parent, just the opportunity to, to reflect on that is super important. Um, I think that the two questions that you, and which was super interesting this morning, what, which, what he was, what he said was two, two questions that your children are answering at all times, not f- specifically and tactically like they're not answering these questions but these are what are in their minds at all times and and kind of what govern their their well-being and and who they shape into and the questions are am i loved and do i always get what i want am i loved is always if your child doesn't at their core believe that they're loved um, that's going to cause a, a world of chaos for them and, and just a, a cycle of problems. Now, do I always get what I want is, is kind of how you define and measure that, that whole authoritarian or authority side and aspect of parenting and the responsibility you have to be an authority in your child's life. They, you know, do they always get what they want? If your child always gets what they want, like nine out of 10 times, eight out of 10 times, you're probably leaning into that uninvolved or, or, uh, passive, uh, or sorry, permissive parenting. And we know what statistics say about it. So you got to find that healthy balance. Uh, but anyway, so that, that was it for today. It was a, uh, it was a uh, interesting, you know, you find, you know, whether I'm watching a Ted talk, I'm at church, I'm at work in a meeting and a, and a presenter comes in. I've had these situations in my, in my job where I'll be meeting with a company, you know, about to take them on as a client. And while the client is kind of explaining their back history of their company, I'm like, whoa, like I just got an amazing life tip or some insight on this person's life and what they believe and what I also agree with, which is super cool. 
So that's it for this week. Talk soon.